In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. records films these things matter they certainly do matter folks and you are listening to the podcast that celebrates all of it all the pop culture all the reality shows the movies the music 
all of it. And we're starting an all new week this week with the Pop Culture Roundup with Sophie Ross. We did it on Tuesday last week. And you know what? It, it, it's got to be on Mondays. We got we to gotta introduce you to the week. And there is so much that has just happened on Sunday alone. In fact, I waited <laughs> the MTV Video Music Awards, which is just hysterical that they even have Video Music Awards, since MTV, uh, unfortunately, is just kind of the home of ridiculousness. And I don't mean ridiculousness as in, like, you know, ridiculous. I mean the actual show ridiculousness. I mean, MTV has such a rich history. If you read the history of MTV, it's fascinating, truly uh pushed the culture forward in so many ways. I mean, just think about how much history that channel has created. And it is so sad now that like literally 18 hours a day, they play Rob Deerdick's ridiculousness, which is fine. I have no offense to Rob Deerdick, but you know, it's called MTV Music Television and there is no more music on that television. And that's the frustrating part because I see that there's a lot of music out there. Uh, so they had the MTV VMAs. And the VMAs, I remember as a kid, really, that was a big deal. I was like, always really looking forward to it. So exciting. I could really give a rip. Um, I mean, I did see all the little clips. And, you know, I saw Lizzo's speech where she refused to clap back at the haters because this guy, Ari Spears, called her overweight. I mean, Lizzo gets so much shit. It's so undeserved. Like, I mean, listen, keep your head up, Lizzo. Because, I mean, between Kathy Hilton and everybody else, my God. But when you're truly talented, it doesn't truly matter because your talent will always speak so much louder than any of the other bullshit. Remember that, truly. So some weird observations about the VMAs. Uh, It started with um, Johnny Depp. Um, He was dressed as a moon man because that's what the uh, the award is, the moon man. (laughs) And Johnny Depp was the... uh, the Moon Man, and he joked that he needed the work. Now, I truly don't know what MTV is trying to say to this, and really what, you know, and Johnny Depp, you know, he plays in a band with Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck was never, you guys, uh, an, like an MTV icon. He was a musical icon, or is a musical icon, but not a music video icon. And then I was trying to think of Johnny Depp and his history with music videos himself. The main one being for me is, um, remember... Uh, the Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker song, Into the Great Wide Open, he played the uh, Rebel Without a Clue character. Uh, go back and watch that video. It's actually a great video. So, uh, But it was just a very weird choice. And I was like, what is MTV saying? Like, is MTV literally like an F Amber Heard? We're the MTV Video Music Awards. The other big thing that this uh, Video Music Awards will be known for now is that Taylor Swift was there. Um, and always amazing. She looked amazing, truly, like looked incredible, but she was there for a purpose. She won best short film for a music video for her all too well. The 10 minute video that we have all seen at this point with Dylan O'Brien and the amazing actor from Stranger Things, who I'm blanking on her name right now. But she announced that on October 21st, she is coming out with her new album, Taylor Swift. And you guys, this is a new album. It's not a re-recorded re-release of one of her old ones. We thought we might be getting, uh, you know, what, what, Fearless or uh, Reputation. I don't know, you know, but we're getting a new album and it's called Midnight's. Her tweet says, Midnight's, the story of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout my life, will be out October 21st. 
Meet Me at Midnight. And you can pre-order it now. Then it has the album cover art, and it says Side A, Side B. The track names are Track 1, Track 2, Track 3, Track 4, Track 5, Track 6. Side B is Track 7, Track 8, Track 9, Track 10, Track 11, Track 12, Track 13. Now, I don't know if these are actually what she's going to keep these names of the songs, or if it's just she doesn't want to give away the names. But uh, she also wrote... Uh, we lie awake in love and in fear, in turmoil and in tears. I actually, that's, no, that's true. I do that. Um, we stare at walls and drink until they speak back. Done that as well, actually. We twist in our self-made cages and pray that we aren't, right this minute, about to make some fateful life-altering mistake. Literally every night of my life, you guys. Uh, this is a collection of music written in the middle of the night. A journey through terrors and sweet dreams. The floors we pace and the demons we face. For all of us who have tossed and turned and decided to keep the lanterns lit and go searching, hoping that just maybe when the clock strikes 12, we'll meet ourselves. Midnights, the stories of 13 sleepless nights scattered throughout my life will be out October 21st. Meet me at midnight. What if this is like a full-on horror album? <laughs> what if she's just like, it's like a heavy metal horror uh, uh, album? No, I'm, I'm excited. I love Taylor Swift. I love what she, I love the, I love her release strategies on things. I love that she puts thought into it. I love that she creates a universe with her music. And I think that's really exciting. I mean, in this day and age, that's really what sticks with people. I mean, and I you know this might sound silly, but that's why the Marvel universe or the, you know, 90 day fiance universe, the Bravo universe, when you create a universe, you create something bigger than just yourself. And that stays with people. It makes you feel like you're less alone. It makes you feel like you're part of a club or something. And that's why fandoms are really exciting. But I just think she always does it so well. So that's exciting news on Taylor Swift front. How are you guys? I didn't even get to ask that. How was your weekend? Did we have a good week? I thought we had a great week of shows. I was going to put out a Friday episode, but then I realized the kids show that I do now, uh, what the kids are watching, uh, is out. And we uh, we had a special guest, Harlan Williams, the comedian, who also created the children's show Puppy Dog Pals. That's right. And we got to talk to him. So that episode, please go check it out. I'm telling you guys, it is, uh, it's adult humor, but you'll appreciate it if you have kids. But go give that podcast a shot. It's like less than an hour. It's... You know, it's like these ones I do on So Bad It's Good are massive. This is very short and concise, and I think it'll give you a laugh, and I think you'll really dig it. So go check that out. This week we will we will be doing all new episodes because Real Housewives of Beverly Hills will be airing this Wednesday, and it did not air last Wednesday. So we got a full week of shows ahead of us, but I needed that break from talking about those ladies. We talk about those ladies a little bit today, and I'm going to talk about it right here now because just horrid. I mean, really... They give me a gross, I was like, I have a stomach ache when I talk about these women now. Like, it's fun, and it's. I still enjoy the show, but all the shit outside of the show is so gross. The Lisa Rinna of it all, the Erica Jane, it's all the same bullshit. Erica Jane never taking any kind of responsibility for anything. And then Diana Jenkins, what the hell is going on with this woman? I mean, truly. So we talk about today this bot attack, which I talked about last week as well, for Garcelle's son, Jax, who's like, you know, a 14-year-old kid. And so far, he's been threatened by Erica Jane on national TV. And now his poor Instagram account has been scattered with bots saying racially hateful messages. Imagine going into your first week of high school or something like that, and this happening. Just think of it from a personal stance or like think about when you did that, when you went to high school, how embarrassing 
that might have been and how kids are cruel. I mean, housewives are cruel, but kids can be cruel too. And I just hope he is not uh, getting any unwanted attention from anybody at his school because of shit like this. Because that's just, that's horrifying. But this Diana Jenkins, you guys, I truly am scared of her, but I don't know why, because she comes off like such a doofus on the actual show. Like, I don't, Asher Monroe is a fa- my favorite singer. I am very powerful. I am a powerful, strong Bosnian woman. He, and then, like, obviously she's super powerful and has done tons of things, but I don't know from the show at all because she looks like a doofus. And then all of her social media posts are like, do, and all of a sudden she woke up last week and wanted to get into it with Garcelle online. Who is running these social media accounts? And this is how bad it is. We've got that Patrick Summers kid. I talk about this with Sophie. Remember that kid that said he was hired by, you remember the Instagram account your moms are watching? It was DMing with this kid, Patrick Summers. It was a big mess. And I told you guys it was a mess at the time. I told you this kid, you don't believe him as far as you could throw him. And guess what? He is back. He is saying he is involved in the bot attack and that he is working for a client. But there never should have been racial overtones sent to this kid at this point. Like he also said he was going to be on the Beverly Hills reunion, which Bravo has debunked. But this kid's a mess. And at a certain point, I feel like. Action should be taken. Like, I hope Bravo in some way has reached out to this kid and at least offered help or said, yo, if you continue this, we will threaten legal action because it seems like nonstop lies are coming out of his mouth. He was insinuating he worked for Kathy Hilton. Then he insinuated that he worked actually for Lisa Rinna. It's all a big mess. Remember, he was the one that like supposedly doxed Rinna's number after Rinna doxed Patrick. It was just a mess and that said he was going to sue. It, it just lie after lie. But it just confuses the situation even more when we actually have real issues like you know, we can prove that Jax is getting these hateful messages. That's something real and tangible. When we confuse it with like doofuses like this Patrick Summers kid, it just makes a mess of everything. And also it just goes to show you truly how hateful people are out there and the lengths that they will go to just for attention. I mean, we've really come to a weird place where it doesn't even matter if you're the hero anymore. People are willing to be the villain just for attention. How scary is that? People are willing to say, yeah, I did something evil. I'm proud of it. Like, how? think about the concept of that. That is just so weird. I wanted to play you a clip real quick of uh, good old Lisa, I'm a goblin, Rinna, that she put on her social media. She's another one that does not seem to know when to just stop. Here she is, Lisa Renner. Find it interesting that the shit's going down that's going down online right now. Like it's not even happening on the show, it's happening online. Don't you find it interesting that it's happening right before the Aspen stuff is gonna happen? Because it's gonna happen. But I find it so interesting that Yeah. Is it a coinky dink that the producer of our show now was the producer of Vanderpump Rules when all that shit went down over there online in the press and such? I don't know. I have a little detective inside of me that goes when bullshit's happening and it's being placed on people and me, I go, wait a second, why? Why is that happening? 
So I'm just putting two, three, four, and five together, and I'm going, oh, very interesting. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> Lisa, the reason this is happening is because you act like a gigantic asshole for multiple seasons. There's really no... You know, like, I, I, I wonder why these things are happening. I put my little detective cap on, and uh, I totally missed the clues where I was a complete asshole to most of to everybody. <laughs> like, what are you? Are you okay? Literally, put the phone down. Let's maybe not get as strong of a Wi-Fi connection wherever you're from, please. Your detective cap on? Who are you? Christian Doty all of a sudden? I'm, I'm like, it's, it's sad. Like, it's embarrassing. It's, it's now moved past, like, it's embarrassing. You put, it, do, she used the word dink, you guys. dink. Really? Coinkydink? Isn't it? It's a, isn't it a little weird? Right before the Aspen trip. Lisa, I could give a rip about this Aspen trip. You have been blowing so much smoke up everybody's ass about this Aspen trip that I can guarantee you, unless everybody's head explodes on this trip, none of us are going to be, like, impressed because you've made so much damn noise about it. Lisa, if you have something to say, say it. But these little, like things and like where I'm putting things together and it's weird a lot of hate coming our way which means that there's a lot of hate coming your way because you've been very hateful this season I I don't I don't understand the confusion like everything has to be this conspiracy and it's like dude there's no conspiracy here you're an asshole you like might have actually ruined your chance at another season. Who knows? And I'm not one of those people, and I've told you this, I, I don't care if they stay on the show or if they leave the show. Bravo and the production company will always decide, and I'll happily watch. I will make fun, I enjoy making fun of Lisa. I don't want her to go, but I even gotta say, Lisa, chill, or you will probably have to go. And then I'm out of content. You're out of a paycheck. I don't think Rena Beauty's going to be paying any bills. I mean, like, Harry probably can take some solo vacation, like, camping trips with some of that money. But other than that, I don't think it's tons to go around, you know? I mean, the Bolognese, that's where we should explore. That's a money-making opportunity. The Rena Rosé, no thank you. I mean, the Rena Rosé, I would imagine probably... It tastes like shit, but it probably has some other kind of form of like, it's like medicine where I bet like they're going to accidentally find that it can like cure monkeypox or something, you know, like it was the weirdest thing. And then I drank some and my monkeypox cleared right up. Anywho, that made me livid. Also, you guys, if you if you like this show, please, please remember to give it five stars on, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Okay, moving on. Um, also, Britney Spears released a 22-minute uh, YouTube clip that got taken down, but I'm sure it's everywhere. But if it is not still everywhere by tomorrow, you are in luck because I will be playing the full 22-minute clip that Britney Spears released on YouTube and then um, made it private. So that will be on the pod at the very end. Remember to use the timestamps, but all 22 minutes will be there. And I urge you to listen to it. Um, you know, sometimes people get annoyed with her, like the tone of her voice or the, like the way she sometimes speaks in like a little bit of a baby voice, but listen to what she's saying. Very, very powerful stuff. Uh, so that will be in there so you can make the judgment for yourselves. Don't just read and, but listen to it for yourselves. See what she's like. At first I was like, oh no, it's another Britney thing. But then I started listening to it and I got to tell you, my heart 
one out to her again. And this should just be a victory weekend because she has the number one song in the country right now with the uh, the Tiny Dancer remake with Elton John, which you guys should go stream. Stream. It's a really, really fun version of the song. And uh, I, I just ha- I'm happy that Elton gave her the opportunity. And I think also this makes Elton look great. Uh, you know, he did a great track with Dua Lipa in the same way. And and listen, I think we all at this point just wanted to be okay. But there is a long road back for this. Also, I needed to, to talk to a guest. Who who would be a good guest to talk to about Gabby Hanna, this uh, YouTuber that I posted like a hundred TikTok videos pretty much having a mental breakdown, it seemed like, on Wednesday or Thursday of this past week. I'm not that familiar with YouTubers, even though I do have a YouTube channel now. (laughs) Go check it out. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey, but it was really frightening to watch on TikTok, and I would love to talk to somebody about that. So if anybody has any suggestions of somebody that's really good at breaking down those things, it, it, it was very intriguing just because mental health is so important to me and to us and, you know, the Britney Spears of it all, but I was very curious about that. I think you guys probably know what I'm talking about if you uh, know who she is, but hopefully we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, okay, today with Sophie, we talk Scott Disick, we talk Lindsay and Carl. They did it, you guys, from finger blasting to the rest of their lives. Very happy about that news. Um, okay, I do have, I talk about Arcade Fire a little bit, which is kind of in my top five bands of all times. And Wynn Butler, the lead singer, has been accused of some really bad behavior towards women. Um, I'll probably do more of a story on that this week. It really is very shocking and upsetting to read this story. Um, I don't like anybody that takes advantage of women, obviously, but also I don't like anybody that takes advantage of their celebrity in a negative way. Um, You know, it's a privilege to be able to move anybody. You know, and it's really, I'm sure, it's very tempting, I'm sure, to use those things to your advantage. But some of these things, and and he's married, you guys. He has a son. His wife knows about this. His wife left a comment as well, standing by her husband. And I'm supposed to go, I mean, I've seen this man so many times live. It truly means the world to me. So I'm curious to hear more information. Um, Also, selling, uh, selling the OC. Uh, you know, Selling Sunset, the same people are doing Selling OC on Netflix, and it just came out this past week, and it's wonderful, you guys. It is better than Selling Sunset in my book, and I have not finished it yet. Hopefully, I'll be able to finish tomorrow, but I'm thinking about recapping the full thing on my Patreon since it worked well with Ultimate Girls Trip. I think you guys will dig it, and I think it might be a perfect thing to do on Patreon. Let me know what you guys think, if that would be of something of interest to you, because I am dying to talk about this. I mean, <laughs> people that strive to be this wealthy and put together, I mean, it's just, it's it's straight comedy then, you know? Um, okay, and this is another thing that I didn't get to talk about with Sophie, and I mentioned it. I mean, I, I've been heartbroken all week, but, uh, or all the, since it came out, is that Sutton Strack from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I'm Sutton Strack, I'll see, I'll see. That's <laughs> with my horrible him. You guys, she posted a picture with Sanjit. Remember we saw her go on the Sanjit date? Remember that? She posted a picture with them. They're together. They're exclusive, I think. And I'm heartbroken, you know? I mean, that was... It really took the wind out of my sails, you guys. I'm not I'm not going to lie. And also, really, what a way to show my brand is strong and how creepy it must have been for Sutton for her big boyfriend reveal for me to get tagged about 80 billion times in the reveal. 
Sanjit, you better watch out, bro. Hey, Sanjit, if you're listening right now, if you don't treat her right, man, I'm coming for you. The baddies are coming for you, Sanjit. You treat that lady like the queen that she is, okay? I'm not having it any other way. And Sutton, if you're listening, I will be there to pick up the pieces, okay? Because if this thing doesn't work, I want, yeah, I want you to be happy. But if it doesn't, this guy, Ryan Bailey from the podcast, um, I'm gonna, I'll be there for you. A shoulder to cry on. You know what I'm saying? Um, I th- at this point I've got. Oh, and then but Sutton, you guys. Sutton liked a couple of the comments that people wrote about me, and then she went to my page. Sutton still doesn't follow me on Instagram because I'm sure you know she doesn't want to encourage me. <laughs> but she did like the um, the the ad we put up for the Manti Teo interview I did last week that Maditza made, she liked that Instagram post. So I was like, oh my God, she went and looked at a couple of my posts. So that's like a positive thing. I wonder if she's like, who's this? I, I don't know. I feel like I just, des- at this point, I feel like I deserve to talk to her. You know what I'm saying? I have rode hard for Sutton. I've stood up for her and I can accept that I have lost out to Sanjit. I can accept that he is her true knight in shining armor. But I still feel I should be able to at least talk to her. Come on. It would be the best conversation ever. So anyways, Sutton, I'm very happy if you're happy. I just, you know, I'm just crying on the inside. Um, We talk uh, J-Lo and Benifer. Uh, J-Lo serenaded Ben Affleck at their wedding. We talk about that. Um, Also, at the VMAs, I just recently found out about the artist named Young Gravy, which, man, what a great name. Like, I mean, truly... What a fun name, Young Gravy. I mean, <laughs> anything with the name Gravy in it, you know, you know, that's good. That is good. Anyways, Young Gravy is this musical artist, you guys. And at the VMAs, he took Addison Ray's Addison Ray, the TikToker. He took and remember Addison Ray's dad is the creepy one that hits on like underage girls and had that girlfriend at, at like when 26 when he was still married to Addison Ray's mom. So now Addison Ray is date Addison Ray's mom is dating this young gravy kid and they were at the VMAs and walked the red carpet. Could you imagine if Becky Bailey, if my mom showed up at the VMAs with like Nick Cannon or something like that, which would just horrifying. Like young gravy, I'll, I'll deal with you later. I mean, I, I just. Like what? Young Gravy? Do did people call him Young? Like no, please, Mister Gravy's my dad. Call me Young. Like whatever. But th- th- that's fine. He's young. He can be wh- whatever kind of gravy he wants to be. But Addison Ray's mom and dad, get your shit together, man. What a mess of a family. Can you? Poor Addison Ray. Addison Ray should only be embarrassed by certain TikToks she makes. She shouldn't have to be embarrassed by her mom and dad like this. Could you, I just? And also, while we're on that, Nick Cannon, this is not a joke, but guys, he announced he's expecting another child. This He just announced this a couple days ago, another child. I do want to remind everybody, we have the official Stop Sleeping with Nick Cannon t-shirt for sale. You can go to SoBadIt'sGoodMerch.com and those shirts, and I'm telling you, this is not even about making money for us anymore. This is about protection and safety. Uh, you know, I would say you should buy these for your girlfriends, your boy, anybody, because this stuff, we need a reminder out there. It's like the Stop Sleeping with Tristan Thompson shirt. People seem to lose their minds when they're around these people, and all common sense just goes out the window, and then you wind up pregnant with Nick Cannon's baby. With this t-shirt, it's almost like a visual condom. It's almost like if you were to put a trance and then you look down and you're one of the people that know how to read, you know, no offense, Leah, Michelle, um, 
you know, you, you, you see the shirt and you're like, stop sleeping with Nick Cannon. I was about to sleep with the guy. This shirt is, is, is something good we are putting back in the world. And we really don't, we make like, I think, I think we make like four bucks a shirt on these things, which is just wild. Thank you, Threadless. Um, but stop sleeping with Nick Cannon. But Nick, like seriously, it's beginning to be like a disorder. I'm very nervous for every Because the thing at the end of the day is he has the two kids with Mariah Carey. I feel like the money that Mariah, like all these half siblings are going to be coming after these other two kids, Mariah's money. You know what I'm saying? Because those two kids are going to be fine. Fine. Like Mariah makes her monthly nut every December when all that Christmas stuff happens again. She makes the same money over and over again, rich as rich as you can be. So those two kids are going to be fine. But now I'm scared that Nick Cannon's going to have like 30 other like half siblings for these two other siblings, and they're going to have to take care of them for the rest of their life. It's not fair. I'm telling you. You guys know. Oh, sorry, I just got upset. Okay. Also, we talk about Sheena's wedding a little bit more. Um, I had talked earlier. Uh, there's a big rumor right now going on about Tom Schwartz and Raquel. Um, Sophie believes it. Um, I, at the time, did not believe it. I will now say on record, though, that um, the rumor is true. <laughs> that, that I, I, uh, that, that uh, It looks like they did make out. So I don't know more than that. I will try to find out more. I don't know if I'll be able to tell you everything I find out, but uh, that rumor is true, which means this is going to be a mess of a season. Can you just imagine going through a divorce before the season, you know, Katie and Tom, and then... Like, I mean, it's got to be a horror show for both of them. I mean, I'm I'm guessing Schwartz was probably just hammered or something. But, like, then Kate, I mean, this has got to be a horror show. Imagine you get a divorce from somebody that, you know, you've been with for a long time. And then you're on national television, you guys. And you, you one of the plot lines is DJ James Kennedy's ex makes out with your ex-husband. I, mean, I don't even know if they're like, I think it's officially, like, they're officially divorced, but, like, that would kill me. It would kill me. Like, sure, Tom, make out with some random girl or girls or guy or whatever you want to do, but Raquel? I like Raquel. I'm not big about Raquel, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's wild. And now I truly am very fascinated to watch this season because once Lala finds this out, I'm sure she already has. I mean, I feel like Lala might kill Tom Schwartz. I mean, she was already like, like getting ready to kick his ass. It felt like just in magazine comments before the season started because of the Katie thing. So we, uh, we officially have ourselves a season folks, but at what cost, you know what I'm saying? Like this could be the best season ever, but personally, these, these people must all have just like the worst ulcers in the world. Um, okay, uh, we are about to get to uh, Sophie in one sec. Just want to make sure uh, I look through the remainder of the notes. Anything I missed today, I will do on Tuesday. We got another great show, including a Southern Charm recap. Oh, yeah, this was a funny story. I, I, Sylvester Stallone, I grew up with him as an actor, of course, Rocky and Rambo and all of that stuff. He's been married to this uh, lady, Jennifer Flavin, F-L-A-V-I-N, and has, I believe, three or four daughters with her. They've been together for, what, like 25 years, long time. Remember Sylvester Stallone also used to be married to Brigitte Nielsen? Remember Brigitte Nielsen from the uh, Flavor of Love? You big lady! Remember Flavor Flay was in love with Brigitte Nielsen? Well, that was Sylvester Stallone's wife, I mean, before the Flavor of Love stuff. Um, so 
they're getting a divorce. They announced a divorce and he had a big tattoo of her face on her arm and he covered up this tattoo of her with a pic of their new dog. The dog kind of looks like Triumph the Insult comic dog, but like a real life dog. Imagine having your your ex's face all like a huge, like beautiful, and then say, no, put turn it into a pit bull. No, turn it into a pit bull. By the way, I feel like Katie Maloney should, if she, by the way, does, does Schwartz still have the Bubba tattoo on his ass? Maybe he needs to put a big pit bull dog like Sylvester Sloan did. That would be interesting. Um, let us see. Okay, I got the Ben and J-Lo. Euphoria, we talk about that today. We talk about Shia Wolf, Shia LaBeouf, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, that whole mess, which I'm sure we will keep talking about it because it seems like that is going to keep coming up. Uh, with the release of the movie Don't Worry Darling that Olivia Wilde directed, Harry Styles is in, and Shia LaBeouf was supposedly fired from, even though now he is saying he was not fired. He quit, uh, possibly because of Florence Pugue. Who knows? Um, Let's see here. Oh, so Diana Jenkins finally did, and I know I talked about her before, but I wanted to really read this real quick because she did post this it was kind of like, and we talk about it with Sophie, but I didn't actually have it, and I have it now, and I wanted to read this to you. Um, she goes, I have been accused of instigating the hateful and inexcusable cyberbullying of Garcelle's son. Nothing could be further from the truth. I have stood for human rights my whole life. There is no place for hate in this world to those people who have been attacking my family and threatening our lives. You are also spreading hate and creating fear. Please stop. She only got 6,000 likes on that, which isn't a lot for a housewife. So this was her thing. And it's once again in that kind of Erica vein. It's like, okay, so you're kind of uh, they're saying there's a problem, but then also you're bringing it back to yourself, yourselves, and you, your, your, your life is actually being threatened. That's what you want us to know. And she supposedly has hired 24-7 nonstop security, but... I just did a story last week or I talked to somebody where, you know, they did a TikTok where they're staying right next to Diana Jenkins and she was having a birthday party with a full band with only like nine people there for the actual party. She, I'm, I, I hate to say that this is BS. Everybody is probably getting threats, but I don't know about the 24-7 security and it seems like she's doing okay. She's partying pretty hard according to those TikTok videos. So I think Diana's doing Okay, you guys. Okay, you guys, here we are. Sophie Ross. Remember to use the timestamps if you ever want to skip ahead because I put this timestamp where Sophie starts. This is actually a really fun conversation. There's a lot of laughs. We cover a lot of stuff in an hour. And then remember directly afterwards, and I'll put the timestamp for that as well, the full 22-minute Britney Spears audio that she released today for your listening. I don't it's not listening pleasure, but I think you should. I think it's important. Also, you'll hear a couple commercials during the show. Remember, support those um, uh, those people that advertise for the show. It really does help me help the show. I want to be able to continue to do this. So, if any of these products, whether it's Splendid Spoon or Dame products, please use my product code and just go check it out. It really does help. And without further ado, here she is from the podcast. So true with Sophie Ross, the one and only Sophie Ross. 
Welcome to an all new week, folks. We are doing a pop culture roundup on Monday. Sophie, if you're watching this on YouTube, Sophie's already giving so much face, so much style. You can tell she is so excited that the VMAs are airing right now as we speak. Uh, she's also on a, I think, on a trip with her parents and just got back from a nice little dinner with them. Uh, but you know her from the, the podcast, So True with Sophie Ross, which actually comes back at the end of this month. So make sure you subscribe now. You can Not also the end do- of this month, beginning of September. We're recording. Guys, I'm going to I'm gonna walk that back. We're going to go with the beginning of September. And I'll tell you why uh, I like that better. No, no. And <laughs> of course, her sub stack. Uh, where I just uh, I read a whole article on Greg Grippo from The uh, Bachelor this week. But you know what? Screw all of that. I want to get right into this. Sophie, how are you? How was dinner with your folks? We need to know. It's been great. I'm on like a little <laughs> honeymoon with my parents right now. Um, and we actually drove to get, and by the way, I just had two strawberry coladas at dinner. So I'm like, oh, so you are on, you're on a sugar high right I now. I couldn't choose between a pina colada and a strawberry daiquiri, but this place had strawberry coladas. And I was like, fuck yeah. And they came like topped with whipped cream. Oh my God. So Dude, there was one, <laughs> there was one summer where I got really into pina coladas and I didn't realize, <laughs> cause I'm an idiot. I didn't realize like how you know, that's a lot of calories. And if you're chugging like 12 pina coladas, eat no matter. Cause guys, it goes down so smooth, you it know, does. like it's like pina coladas. So tastes so, it's like what I think freedom tastes like. And it just, and summer is the perfect time for a pina colada. And I didn't even know they had, stro- you said strawberry pina colada, strawberry colada, strawberry and colada. My like- God. It was like a coconut, like a pina colada, basically, with like the strawberry syrup from the strawberry daiquiris, like mixed in with coconut flakes and whipped cream on top. Oh, now are your wait, wait, are your parents like happy with your order? Are they like, really? Oh, my dad got my dad got two coladas (laughs) and then my mom got got two high noons. So we all had two. Wait, what's a high noon? Are you you whiskey? Are you talking about high noon whiskey? Wait, are you serious? You don't know what high noon is? Well, High Noon's a whiskey brand, I think. No, High Oh my God, is this like an East Coast, Midwest thing? Like, do you guys not have High Noon's in LA? I don't, I, what is a High Noon? T- tell me, I'll tell you if I'm you have it. I'm freaking out. I'm freak. High Noon's, they're like, <laughs> it's like a White Claw, but it's like almost- uh, Oh, okay, claws. no, no, no. We do have them. It. I'm so- I'm so used to white claws that I've really oh my God, forgot I've, about high noon. No, you're right. No, they're like taking over. But anyway, that was the situation. Me and my parents drove together 10 hours. We made a stop in Kentucky. I slept in a hotel room with my parents on Friday night. And I was like, do I get my own room? It was like some like random motel. We just like chose it as we were driving. We were like, let's just find something when we want to take a break from driving. And I was like, do I get my own room? And my dad was like, no, you can sleep with us. We're saving money on this trip. I, uh, yeah. And then we finished the drive on Saturday and we're in South Carolina. I'm not going to like myself and tell you exactly where I am. Cause I know I have so many stalkers out there. (laughs) Wait, did you guys, uh, did you guys eat at a Chili's tonight? No. Okay. No, we ate at this amazing ocean fried. It's called Joe's. Oh my God. Crab shack. No, it's not Joe's Crab Shack. It's oh, it's Joe's Coke, Joe's Coconuts or Joe's Coconut Grill. And I don't know. Anyway, I was like, where's Chef? Where's Chef? Yeah. Where is he? No, but this is like outside of the city of Charleston. It's more on the beach. But um, 
But yeah, we had a, at a Cracker Barrel during our drive Friday, which is like low key my favorite restaurant. I get so nostalgic for Cracker Barrel because like we would always go there on road trips growing up. Because it's right off the high. Have you ever been to a Cracker Barrel, Ryan? Of course, yes, of course. Yeah, they're like you know right what? off the highway. Like it's just like a great. They have the gift shop. We got a bunch of candy for the road, and I got um a hamburger steak with mac and cheese and carrots i actually saw the baby next to us order mac and cheese and carrots and i was like i want her order i'll, I'll have what the baby's having i'll have what um, she's having but anyway I, yeah i love that the when the ross is going on a trip it seems like there's like a high sugar intake in terms of you're stopping with candy oh always sugary there's drinks always lots of sugar, mostly lots of alcohol my parents like i'm not oh, i love it they're, they're listening through the door right now. They're probably like, shut, oh, shut up, yeah. shut up. No, <laughs> yeah, we just hear that. them walk into the door drunkenly. <laughs> That's like something they might do because they love attention. So I'm hoping they get <laughs> Um, Let's get to the, I guess, let's get to the good. There's so much weird, wild stuff happening this week already, but let's get to the good news or however you want to conceive. I conceive this as good news, but uh, we we had we had a very special night last night on Saturday night because Carl Radke popped the question to Hub House, to Lindsay Hubber from Summer House. Cameras were there. What were your initial thoughts, Sophie? I love this because like, it's it just shows that you know timing is kind of everything and that like Carl knows where Lindsay is at in life she wants to get married and like have a family like he knows that like why wait yeah so like you know some people might say oh well they've been only been dating for less than a year but it's like they've been friends forever they've known each other forever they both are at an age where they know what they want and they're ready for it so I love it I'm so yeah happy I mean I, I I post I was posting things I was reading other people's comments and like my thing with Carl was that like he really like he truly is one of the only men in Bravo that I feel like has actually changed Bro. himself for the better without just bullshitting like Jax does he and could have I, so gone down like the chef route the Jack's route or, or yeah. Like, wanting to keep yeah, hooking up with people. Out. Yeah. Like he wanted, he wants to commit. This is something that I actually truly think this man has thought through because his sobriety does mean something to him, but man, I was reading some of the comments and it's like, people are so damn. I mean, listen, I do this with people too, but like, damn cruel about Lindsay. It's just like, Oh, I don't trust her. She's, she's going to be crazed out on. And I'm like, Dude, I think he's thought this through. Like, I, I like the fact that we might not be able to fully understand that relationship, but it seems like it makes both of them really damn happy, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I haven't really seen any negative comments. I've seen a lot of people like just very happy for them, which is like they're both very well liked. Yeah. Followers. I saw some people saying like Paige and Paige and Craig must be so pissed that Lindsay and Carl beat them to it. Okay. Well, did you see? Okay. Queens uh, by Bra Queens of Bravo posted oh. like a video and you guys, I can't, I, I don't know, if the, but you can, if you listen to the audio, it says that's Satan the, that's kills. That's the fakest. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's, no it was like, it's, you're watching it like the Zapruder film. You're yeah. Like, I'm like, wait, why? wait, Satan says what? Do what to what? No, it, you can hear a female voice that sounds a lot like Paige say, this is the fakest thing ever or something like that. Right. But it yeah, so it cuts but, out at the end, so you don't know exactly what they're saying. But I saw some comments debunking it because it looks like if you watch the video, you see what looks like Paige waiting and clapping for them at the table wearing a yellow dress. Okay, so good. I did watch this like the Zapruder film, so yeah, I okay. was well, no, because I was really, I was like, that, that was 
but some of the theories are that, you know, with Summer House, they sometimes have to like refilm a scene. So they're thinking the voice may have been from someone on the sidelines just being like, wow, that was so fake. Like the them r't like are redoing you know, the walking out to the friends. So like, I don't That was going to make me so sad though. Listen, like I make fun of Paige and like, but it was going to make me so sad if that really was her voice saying this is so fake. Paige Defender, I would love for for her to be caught on camera being like a fake ass bitch because she generally is. But like facts are facts. I don't know though. I don't know for sure. Do no. you guys tell us what you think of the Yeah, video? like you listen to the video. You can, I mean, no matter what somebody and said. Watch it. it and watch it and look for Paige because it looks like it might be Paige not next to the camera. So like also I didn't think it was Paige too because there wasn't I didn't see any beds out and she's usually on a bed laying down. So I was almost <laughs> positive. This was like an out. I, I don't think that she got out of bed for this. Um, but no, I was really excited. Uh, you know, I'm always going to think it's a little cheesy if you do it on a TV show, but I like, I mean, but those guys have really good heart. I'm bummed that Luke- like the fans deserve this. They've been, a, we, the fans have watched their entire like friendship and relationship evolve over the years. And like, I think they realize that like, we deserve it. Yeah, it started off as it started off as a finger blast and then it like got screwed up. Then it was just friendship again. And now we're back to like real love. And I cannot this actually makes me really excited for the new season. I want to know how Amanda Batula feels about this, because remember at the reunion, Amanda was the one that said, oh, Carl's all just like like hypnotized by Lindsay now. So I hope Lindsay and Amanda have like kind of made out. I want to see. I I bet Kyle cried last night. I bet Kyle cried harder than Lindsay did. I just can't get over that now there's going to be a new engaged couple after we've been watching Amanda and Kyle be like, we're engaged, <laughs> we're having our, you know, we're having our rehearsal this week. And the next week we're going to have our actual fake wedding. And then we're going to have my bachelorette party and the bridal shower. It's been like all for freaking four seasons now. Like, um, I just like Amanda's going to be like, our anniversary is coming up. And now everyone's just talking about Carl and Lindsay. <laughs> Well, I mean, kind of. Oh, well, you bring up a good point, though, with Paige, too, is that that's the other one. And especially Paige keeps popping up on Southern Charm is that Craig oh. keeps talking like Craig is ready to walk down. Craig, Craig fantasizes about his wedding yeah. more than girls fantasize about their wedding. It's yeah, he does. He's like, you know, at the end of the day, I just really I <laughs> when I think about who I see at the end of the, that aisle, I think it's Paige. <laughs> He goes, but he goes, when I see myself up, when I see myself up there, I see it. But you know, like, I really believe when he says that, that he's genuinely pictured himself standing at that aisle. Like, yeah. you know, like, no, since he's, he's a little boy, he's, the, he's. Yeah, yeah. He's the one walking down the aisle. So should Paige is at the end of the yeah, aisle. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's Paige. He, he's <laughs> he's being walked down into. Paige is waiting up there proudly waiting. And she's like, he's so beautiful. And like, she like, they're exchanging glances. And he's looking to the left and Austin has a trop hop, like cheersing. And, you know, Kyle has a, uh, whatever they said, lover boy. We need to Um, talk about Southern charm. Yeah. Okay. Wait, but real quick though, I want to, this actually segues way into this too. There's at BravoCon, supposedly I was reading this thing that there's like a big surprise announcement. And part of me was like, there's no way the surprise announcement is like, it would be so cheesy if the surprise announcement was Craig asking Paige to marry him at BravoCon. Like that, that would never I'm thinking the surprise announcement. I think Andy Cohen's retiring from Bravo. I I don't know. They said a surprise announcement. I mean, you could always say there's a new franchise, but there's so many new Bravo shows that I don't even know that really constitutes a surprise announcement anymore. 
Like he has two kids now. And I think Andy Cohen. Yeah, I could see Andy Cohen wanting to retire, but at the same time, he has one of the best, I guess without, without watch what happens live, watch what happens live is a commitment. They do that. I know they take breaks, but they like do that every single night during the week. It's late at night. Like watch what without watch what happens live though. Andy Cohen has like the cushiest job. He was like Chris Harrison who just had to show up for like reunions and stuff. Oh yeah. But then if you have 30 housewives, if you have Ramona texting you every night, like that is not a dream job at a certain point. Like that's insane. But like realistically, how does Bravo go on without Andy Cohen? I feel like he kind of is Bravo and they need, you kind of need that face or that person hosting the franchises and, or hosting. Well, I was thinking, you know, you could go, you could go Danny Pellegrino. You could go with a woman. I think it needs to be another, it needs to be a gay man or a woman that would ever even, I don't think Andy Cohen is replaceable at all, but if you were to go down that way, there does need to be some sort of figurehead that can really, I don't know. I I keep thinking about that. Anyways, back to Southern charm though. But so like not you then. You're no. like, you have to be either a woman or a gay guy in order to do this. And you're no, like, listen, a straight it, man sitting there. No, no. But I would love to be, I've always said, I would love to be like a man on the street kind of guy that I could go up and like, you would cut to like, I would love, I would do anything, but I, I'm an, I'm not an interloper. I love this stuff so much, but I'm just not right for something like that. That I think, I think Bravo especially means so much to uh, gay and lesbians and women and like, all. I mean, it's it's kind of theirs in a way. It's like yours. Like I, I don't know. Like I love this just as much as yeah. anybody, but no, I really do true. think the figurehead needs. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, did I just say something really? I'm like, what no, did I do? Did I just put three feet funny. in my mouth. No, it's um, funny. <laughs> I'm gonna start crying now. No, okay, Southern Charm. What did you? What What are your thoughts on Southern Charm this week? Okay, this was like s- such an episode where it was very very clear that the entire cast was on stimulants. really clear and yeah I think that there's a lot of shit going down between I actually was so enthralled by this episode this was like the best episode of Southern Charm this season because it was so unhinged and chaotic but like you have Whitney and Shep like hating on Craig basically because they're jealous of him and they're jealous of his trajectory and they're like, he's not old money. Why is he the most successful now? It's like, they think they're more deserving of like success, but without having to work. And Craig is actually, not that Craig has the best work ethic in the world, but he's actually, you know, done well for himself. Well, all of a sudden in the last couple of years, you know, and that's why Craig will always tell like even Naomi, he's like, you know, I'm just sad, like, you don't know the new Craig because you'd really like him, I think. Like, he always is, like, so proud of himself. But I also get this. Do you ever think that Craig bitches so much of it? Like, he's truly scarred by, like, Shep. Like, did they, like, did they, like, beat him one night? Like, did they, like, beat him when he fell asleep? No, but, like, I kind of relate. I relate to Craig in a lot of ways in terms of, like, he has very severe ADHD. I do, too. Um, But I relate to the idea of, like, you know, some friends sometimes are just, like, they pick on you and you're kind of like the friend yeah, yeah, yeah. Picked on. I've been in those situations before and I hate it because I'm a very sensitive person. I don't like being the picked on person. And I know I can like, I can dish it out. I should be able you to talk tough, but yeah, no, I feel like in friendship situations, it gets tough. And I feel like, yeah, I understand Craig. And now Craig is like, well, I'm just going to freaking distance myself. I have a lot more going on than you guys. Like yeah. me having, I don't need you guys all the time. Like I have my own shit going on. So I like, think Shep was right when he said last episode, or not this one, but the one before where he said, um, yo, I think it's that, like, y- you don't want to be around us because we remind you of the old Craig. 
and you're really proud of this new Craig. Well, like, and- who cares about the old Craig? Like, who cares? That's the thing. It's like, who cares what he used to be like? Now he's like, you know, this, like, I don't think that he would- People can grow. Like, like, people can change. Right. It's. I think it's more a matter of like, no, like, you guys pick on me. You're kind of assholes to me. Like, I'm not going to put myself in that situation. I don't need to be around you guys all the time because, like, I know- you know, I have my own stuff going on. Like I get, I get it. But I also can understand like Shep and Whitney and Austin watching Craig on this like upward trajectory, especially this was like, you know, right around the time that the Paige and Craig news was like all over the place and he's getting all this attention and they probably, you know, are jealous. And it's very clear that Shep is extremely insecure and also the way he lashed out at her. Dude, yeah, not okay. And the fact that everyone was making excuses for it, like Marcy, 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 welcome to the show. Why are you here, Marcy? Why are you here? I mean, no offense, Marcy. I hope you have a beautiful child, or you already probably have. But like, unless we're like seeing you rip that baby out of your thing, like Kourtney Kardashian, what do you provide? Like, she has her husband with her. I I didn't even know who this guy was. Like, he keeps popping up, and I'm like, who's the guy? Is there a stranger walking through the scene? And it's like. Oh, that's Marcy's husband. I'm like, I'm not even supposed to know who Marcy is. Like, why is Marcy right. there? It makes no sense why Marcy is there. But like, even Dude. Marcy was like, I, you know, he throws temper tantrums and people in whoever it was, Austin was like, yeah, I've seen worse. I've seen worse from him. I've seen this happen a lot. Someone saying like, I've seen him yell at his mom like this before. Like they're all like acting like it's normal and it's really not normal. And you know what they always say? And I wrote this in my sub stack about Shep. It's like, watch how a man treats his mother and you'll see how he'll treat you. So like, yeah, it's not, it's not good. And it shows that if he's comfortable doing that in front of people and, you know, in front of cameras. Yeah. And calling somebody like a fucking idiot all the time and all, I mean, it's like, it's really just horrible behavior, especially for a quote unquote Southern gentleman. Um, Do you believe in any stretch of the imagination that the Whitney Naomi relationship is real at all? Honestly, a little bit. Like, I actually really? do. Yeah, I actually kind of do. I think that, well, you know that Whitney's father passed away, like, during filming, and it wasn't really made into, like, a storyline or anything. Um, and I think maybe, like, him and Naomi have bonded over that. I don't know, but I can, like, see them randomly matching up. So, like... Well, I also yeah. think it's it's something to do with, like, he's really wealthy he's the producer of the show he's the you know well yeah I mean I think that too is probably part of it but like I I just in general I can like kind of weirdly see it I don't know it was so sad because I was like watching it and I was making fun I was like man Whitney you look so dumb with your stupid little mustache and then I like I was like then point I was like oh no I have a stupid (laughs) little mustache and then I was like fuck I'm like Whitney but poor and then that's what I think it angers me that girls just like Girls just think of him differently because he's wealthy. Like people, it makes him way more attractive in girls' eyes. You think that Whitney, Whitney is, it, people see him as like a hot, like, no, older no, because he's silver fox. Be, no, no, because Whitney he's rich. Is not they, hot. I, I've, I've had plenty of friends that are girls that thirst over Whitney, and I always go, What is what? wrong with you? Yes. Okay, my friend, yeah. Dan- my so, friend, Danielle yeah. Hall of Backcards, you know, Hall of Backcards. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she thinks that he is good looking. And I'm like, that is so upsetting to me. Like, I feel like that's so upsetting. Uh, and like, he's definitely not, but I can see how like, 
you know, maybe the charm in person, the Southern charm. Do you think there's charm there? Like, I don't know. I've never met He's on his guitar. Some people you have to kind of meet in person to like understand the appeal. For me, it was Jack Harlow with that that time I met him and he was like literally like seven (laughs) feet tall. And I was like, okay, now I kind of get it. You, You and this tall thing, man, the Austin and the tall thing. Well, speaking of Jack Harlow at the VMAs tonight, Fergie came out with him for first class, his song at the VMAs. Yeah. So, and, and he yeah. has those curl, he has really good curls, Jack Harlow. Anyways, um, Austin is still with, Austin's with Olivia, I guess now. Are Can they? Like, that? Wait, but are they really? Or were they yeah. kind of like saying that? No, I think like they, like the last couple of like times they both said it and had pictures together. And lately Shep has been posting again with Taylor. So are they back together again? Even though they say they're not, but they are hanging out and they're in each other's Instagram stories. Austin and Olivia have zero chemistry, like literally zero. Yeah. I, I, they have I, no but, chemistry. but I see Austin's one of those guys that gets by on like just stupid jokes. He repeats from other comedians. Like he's one of those like, Oh, I'll use that. And then like Olivia doesn't seem like she has tons of personality. So she's like, he's the most funniest person I've ever met in my life. You know, and he's just using like lame ass jokes. Um, Okay. Southern charm. I hate to even bring this up, but I guess we got to get into it uh, because this is just, it's like a mess and it's getting grosser and grosser each week. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't even know where to start with this shit. I guess I just want your thoughts on, we, I talked about this on the show, you guys, but obviously Garcelle's son, Jax, 14 years old, had a bunch of bots, uh, like, you know, thrown his way. You can pay for comments to be uh, attacking somebody or leaving positive comments. In this case, it was attacking. It got race, uh, got racial at times. It was just disgusting across the board. And people have a lot of theories. Like, it could have been Rinna. It could have been Diana Jenkins. It could have been this. But what were your thoughts about this whole story? Because it's just a mess from top to bottom. Yeah, it's a mess. It's really gross and troubling. And also... Yeah, it's like we don't know who is behind these bots, whether it was Diana or Rinna or whatever. Um, I did not do the bots. I am the, I'm a strong boss. Yeah, like we, we need answers, but we don't really have any right now. But like I've been so grossed out by like Erica's comment where someone was like, but no one had a problem like going after saying something when everyone went after your son for being a police officer. And she goes, exactly. Her like, son, yeah, they, so what she said, you guys, Erica. Erica's the victim in all of this. Like, shut up. Once again, also, Erica Jane's son is in his 40s. He's an and adult. He's, a, he's an adult. There, once again, we are, there's a difference, you guys. There's a 14-year-old kid. Yeah. I, 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 listen, yeah, like, sorry, don't make fun of people. Sure, really but like. It was bad for Jax because he was like, I, this is my first week of high school. Like, and I have to worry about it. It was just like so sad and heartbreaking. It's like, what did he do to deserve this? Garcelle says like, she had stayed up, uh, you know, all night crying about this. And it just seems so awful on all the levels. But then there's this whole other weird subplot of like, okay, so all of this started in the last week. All of the and Diana Jenkins all of a sudden came to life on Instagram and like not in a good way, but she kept trying to make shit of Garcelle. I don't know why she's so pressed or I, I don't know. I think she thinks she's a bigger part of the show than she is or Lisa Rinna's encouraging her to act batshit. But I don't know if Diana bought any of these bots or shit like that, but it is extremely weird if you put all of these little pieces together. I mean, it could be an extreme yeah. Diana Jenkins fan, but we do know these comments are very pro Diana Jenkins, Lisa Rinna, and Erica Jane. So whoever has yeah, bought this. like, who are their actual fans? I know they have, like, a few, but not enough to, like, 
be an entire like army basically. Also, you can hire bots. And uh, so uh, I think Faces Reality 16, uh, the Instagram account, took, uh, I found this fascinating of going through how to get a bot. And you can, she showed the whole process and you can write in each individual, you can buy like 75 comments for like 24 bucks. And you can write in anything that you want to say. And I love, like, I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. But also, I looked at that, I was like, I'm too lazy for this. I can't imagine writing 75 comments for anybody, you know? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a lot of effort. So Diana Jenkins says, of course, this is not her. And she keeps insinuating if you, you know, you know, my work and I have, ne- I've always been, I-, I don't know what the hell Diana Jenkins is talking about half the time. And I'm not talking about because of her accent or anything, but she keeps referring to work that I have no clue what it is. But when I started looking into it even more, there's always the rumors of the room 203 book actually being a catalog for sex trafficking. There's always these rumors around Hayden, Hayden Pan- Panettiere when she was younger, a lot yeah. of weird things. But then if you also look, she helped broker a couple billion dollar deal for her ex-husband's bank with the Saudis. And I'm not even joking, the Saudis, you guys. But supposedly or allegedly, these Saudis, it was also then part of the rumor about the sex trafficking, was that Diana was throwing like these kind of sex parties for the Saudis and getting one. Yeah. Yeah. And getting money for her husband, like to her husband at the time, but like, she is a very powerful woman, but I just find it weird that we don't like, if you watch Beverly Hills and didn't look up anything about Diana Jenkins, I wouldn't know. Like, I wouldn't know she's powerful. There's nothing about her that I'm like, Holy shit. That lady's impressive. Yeah. I mean, very, very bizarre and mysterious. And it's like, why is this woman on our TV? And then Lisa Rinna, who's completely lost the plot. You guys, she did an Instagram story today. Of like, oh, she goes, isn't it just crazy that before the Aspen stuff, before the Aspen stuff comes out, all of this stuff comes out about all of us. Now I'm, I'm not, I'm putting my little detective cap on, which by the way, Lisa Renna is the world's worst fucking detective. Like take the cap right off Lisa, because she's horrible at this, but she's trying to insinuate that now, once again, this is because of the Kathy Hilton Aspen stuff. So they are misdirecting the attention for people to be mad at Rinna and Diane. Like, I have no clue what she's on. Like, it's so weird. I know it's so freaking weird. And I also saw like some people on Twitter being like, there's no way Rinna gets fired. And I'm like, I think this might be it for her. My gut is telling me that like, this is like the show really needs to switch up. And like Lisa Rinna is extremely detestable along with Diana and Erica. So it's like, yeah, it's time to freaking clean house. Like it but really Sophie, at the same time, I'm never one of those people that have like, they all need to go. I'll watch Lisa Rinna for the rest of my days. I love making fun of her. But I, I said this to you last week. I am in agreement. This is the first time where I'm like, yeah, there. if you're going to put Dorinda and people like that on pause, then it probably is time to put Rinna on pause as well, because things have taken such a toxic turn this week and every week with this show. Like it is gross yeah. what we're fighting about in terms it's of like, like boys. And then that dipshit, that Patrick Summers kid, remember that kid from like a month or two ago that remember he said he was hired by Kathy Hilton and it was like this whole, remember that kid that said he he was. Yeah. And he came back into the picture, like claiming. He came back in the picture yesterday or two days ago. Yeah. And said, said guys, I, he goes, I did this. I, I do this as part of my job, but I, 
I was nothing racial was supposed to be said. So, and he was like putting receipts up and all of this shit. And he insinuated it once again, it was Lisa Renna that had hired him. He also then went on to say that he it was invited to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion, and he'll be the first non-cast member that's not a husband to show up to this thing. Of course, uh, I think it was like Dave Quinn or somebody totally debunked this and no such thing. Yeah, He's not been not invited. Happening. It's like they would they have so many like random third party like gossip blogs whatever it is whether it's potomac it's like they're not inviting like the gossip people from the internet it's like guys my my meme account got invited to we're gonna talk about the memes and it's gonna be no it's just like this would be funny though i would have sad though but but I need to know something. I need to know what's true and what's not. And I don't need Bravo to become exactly like our political landscape where you can just lie about everything. And like, we, I, I, I just get angry. And like, what did you think about Bravo's statement to this is what Bravo wrote you guys in regards to this the next day after the Garcelle and a lot of people had called on Bravo to make a statement. And their statement was, we are shocked and appalled at the social comments directed at Garcelle's son. We urge our viewers and social followers alike to refrain from targeting our cast and their families with harmful rhetoric. And that was Bravo's statement. As a as a person that writes copy and stuff like that, what do you think of that statement? It was like the most general, like, you know innocuous blanket statement like i think that there definitely could have been more specificity um calling out the exact situation and more like passion behind it like it was a really messed up situation and they're just like we don't support hateful rhetoric it's like okay what if if they came out was like you know what? Sometimes we do support hateful rhetoric, actually, but not this time. Yeah, you know, it really depends on the day and the person. Um, I was glad they said something, but I did find it a little weird that, you know, they listen, some of Bravo fans, including myself at times, like we're wild, you know, but I I hate that they say urge our viewers and social followers alike, like kind of saying like you guys out there watching our fans stop doing this shit. When like, I think some of this is like the calls coming from inside the house. Like I I feel like they should have done an addendum and like, and all housewives on our shows, please do the same thing and stop the bullshit, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. There were a lot of things I do do differently, but like, I'm glad they addressed it. Um, I don't know. What did you think of Sheena Shea's uh, uh, wedding? Uh, her Tuesday really wedding. Pretty for what I, I definitely like this gown better than the crop top wedding dress. Um, <laughs> yes. Brock, like I don't even know with Brock, like <laughs> his outfit, his whole soul, his whole situation. <laughs> his whole soul. I don't know with Brock. But <laughs> Sheena looked pretty and happy, and I am want to believe the Raquel and Schwartz rumors. That's what I was bringing this up. Will you explain to the people what you've heard so far? So the rumor? It came out and it was actually published in Us Weekly, which is like one of the outlets of the Vanderpump Rules PR people, you know, will coordinate. Yeah, it's with. a real the outlet. Yeah. That, yeah. So the fact that it's like basically Us Weekly was like confirming it. They were like Raquel Levis. Levis. Raquel Levis. Yeah. Levis. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I forgot Rachel. to tell you. Wait, wait, what? Her real name is Rachel. Yeah, I saw that on her plane ticket. Yeah, yeah. But wait, also last week, remember Banal and you said you thought it was Banal? Banal. It's Banal. I was right. I was right. Can you believe that? 
Oh my Last god! Last week, you guys, I, I, well, we I'm were talking about the word. I'm not surprised that I was wrong because I pronounced. I'm surprised wrong. I was right. Somebody said that I said it right. I was like, no way! I was so like, what of a of course what a I blessing. pronounce it. Of course, I pronounce it like banal. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. Um, okay. Anyways, so there's this rumor that Us Weekly and a lot of other things that Schwartz supposedly made out with Rachel or Raquel Levis <laughs> at Sheena's wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that Katie was not there. And Katie posted a selfie after getting back. She was in Mexico at another vacation in Mexico at the same time. At the same hotel. At the same hotel. I didn't know it was the yes. same hotel, but she was there too. It wasn't at the wedding. And then she posted when she came back, she was like, I am so happy to be home. Like, if you can't tell by my face, like blah, blah, blah. Like, well, I, guess, I, I know exactly what picture you're talking about. Yeah. And I, I remember texting with Manita because I was like, I can't tell what her, like, she her goes, if you tell my like face. This. Yeah, her face was nothing. Her face was the same as always. Like, I can't tell by your face what you're even feeling at all. Like, I don't know what your face is telling me, but like, I can't tell if you're happy. Or, and then, so supposedly one of these articles said that she saw them make out. And I'm like, something doesn't add up. Also, if you're Tom Schwartz. I believe unless, it. I believe wait, it. How? Okay. It was, have to be shit it was in us weekly. <laughs> that means it's that's true. I mean, listen, I'm not going to argue with Us Weekly is the paper of record, if you didn't That is true. They are the New York Times of the pop culture world. But but think about Tom Schwartz. He usually gets, remember when he used to get super wasted and like, remember when he was in Mexico and he like wound up at some other resort and he he couldn't remember if he did make out with somebody. And this is when he was with Katie. Like, also Raquel is such a, like, she's really sweet. I've hung out with Raquel a bunch of times, but Raquel doesn't like seem to be of like, come make out with me kind of like, I, I don't, I just can't picture it happening. You know, I could, I could see it. I could see it. And DJ James Kennedy was there too with his girlfriend and Tom Schwartz posted a photo, like a photo series and DJ James Kennedy and him were in the photo all happy with each other. So if they did make out, don't you think DJ James Kennedy, even though he has a new girlfriend, wouldn't he be a little pissy or are they just it trying to make a good 10th season? Maybe it happened after they took the photo. What would that? I mean, like, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of. I mean, listen, I, I kind of would like to see that just for the good of the show. Like, I oh want messes God, this like sounds, that. Th- I mean, the season, like all of the changes. Like, I'm very excited for the season. I never thought I'd say that. Like, I'm very excited to watch all this go down, and I feel like we could be back to the glory days not actually back to the glory days of pump rules but like back to like before it became terrible you know what did you also Jax taylor and Brittany were at the wedding and i saw a lot of their people sent me a lot of their social stuff did you see that one where he goes can't get this kid to bed and he posted a photo of little baby couchy pissing on a hotel bed did you see that photo he deleted it after everybody Oh my God, you didn't see this? He no. goes, this little one won't go to sleep. And the kid looks like he's whizzing directly on this hotel bed. And I don't think, I don't know if Jack's even noticed, but like you can literally see the urine going against the headboard in the picture. Ew. Oh my I, God. I, I can send it to you. I have a screenshot yeah, of it. But wait, like, please it, send it to me. Please yeah, like it's it. so, and, and I'm just like, this is oh insane. God. But also oh don't God. you, That's I get so funny. bummed out that like, like, and by the way, and I do have inside info, like, I was like, oh, maybe Jax like made up with Sandoval and all that stuff, but nope. Like Jax was like still like a, a, a kind of a jerk face. Oh, I'm not surprised by that. It's literally I like know. Chef and Craig. 
Like he cannot stand that his friend that he's supposed to be the number one guy in the group, you know, like. I know, but it's just like, I hate when people live up to their TV reputation. Like I always think of things of like, like Paul McCartney and John Lennon, you know, like I I don't like to hear about those guys fighting. They were both Beatles, you know, sorry, sorry to compare (laughs) Jackson. I'm so sorry, you guys. I didn't mean to do that. Um, I'm trying to find the photo to, to send you. Um, but yeah, the kid, the kid is definitely with, oh, also, I don't think you were a big Beverly Hills 90210 fan, were you? So, cause you were too young for that. Um, no, I, that was before my time. Remember, I'm just well, like, I, a little bit. Let me explain. It was a beautiful show about the reality of these two kids, um, uh, Brandon, Jason Priestley and Brenda, Shannon Doherty, that moved from a small town to Beverly Hills a flashy town and they would all hang out at this place called the peach pit. And that was like their local, like cool oh, place yeah. where the kids hung out and the peach pit was owned and run by this gentleman named Nat and Nat played by Joe E. Tata and uh, was great. He was like, yeah, you doing kid. I, and Brandon worked there and he was just kind of always there in every episode for some reason. And then they also added on to the peach pit in later seasons and they did peach pit after dark which was like an after hours club all of a sudden, completely ridiculous. Anyways, I just wanted to say a quick shout out to Joey Tata because he passed away this past week um, and uh, he meant a great deal to me as a kid. That whole show meant a great deal to me. So, uh, oh, so so Joey Tata, rest in peace. Sophie, I'm sending you this. uh, I love it. I just try to do a tribute to Joey Tata and then I'm like, I'm about to send you the Jack's kid piss picture. I just sent it to you. Oh my God. Um, that was a beautiful I, okay. I, I, I just sent you the text. I don't know if you can see oh it. God. Oh my God. Okay. Look at the, look at the way that's, that's piss. Oh my God. Yes, it is. Right. Yes. And he like, didn't even notice. No, he's just, he's he like, taking pictures. he's just taking the picture instead of trying to stop him. Exactly. That's it. I mean, like how Jax is that? Um, oh my God. Yeah. Listen, somebody it, doesn't want to take his nap. It's, <laughs> Somebody's filled with bunch of urine right now and needs to get it out. And so he took that down after everybody pointed it out. But you know, we, we have the screenshots oh forever. My God, that's so funny. That's so funny that he took it down when people pointed it out. He was like, "Oh shit, I didn't realize." Yeah, it, well, also, imagine if you're the hotel like, because I'm parent. sure. Go parent, well, Jack. Stop and I'm sh- everything. I'm sure he got like influencer rates at that hotel. So like all the hotels, like you're, you're posting pictures of our hotel with your kid pissing all over it. That's not, yeah, cool. that's disgusting. They're going to have to get rid of that entire like bed frame. It was like, they're right going to have to burn the hotel. The, the hotel was, needs to be burned down. It's like an upholstered bed frame. Like that is so sickening. Yeah. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I gotta tell you, the quality is great, because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. 
So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsors. We have two returning sponsors this week, and uh, I love them both. Our first one is our friends over at Splendid Spoon. You guys know how much I love Splendid Spoon. When the weather is warm, you you can't help but get out and explore. And it is so important to refresh and refuel after a long summer getaway. And Splendid Spoon can completely help with you with that. So whether you're planning for the big summer trip or recovering from one, it's important to give your body the fuel it needs to feel its best. With Splendid Spoon, you can enjoy a clean, delicious, stress-free meal in just minutes. Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy by delivering ready-to-eat, plant-based meals, smoothies, and juices right to your door. Um, They have sent me now products two times, and I get excited every time because you get to actually pick your menu options. And the smoothies are delicious, the juices are awesome, and like they have like this kind of like energy shot, the meals you can, uh, delicious, there's like this cauliflower one, there's like a burrito bowl one, there's so many cool things to choose from. And it fits into your daily routine so easily. I just kind of work at my desk all day. So it is the easiest thing for me to go pop one of these in the microwave for a couple minutes. And you have a very healthy, delicious meal immediately. Um, and like I said, these smoothies are so... There was like a banana strawberry one that it, it tasted like a treat. I was like, oh my God, am I this am I cheating on my diet? And it's like, no, you can actually have this. This kind of food gives you energy. Your body processes it where it gives actual strength, better digestion, the whole thing. And also get this, Splendid Spoon meals are shipped right to your door. So you can enjoy just in minutes. All you have to do, like I always say, the big, the big thing If you do not like taking packages from your front door and then putting it in your fridge, then you might not like it. But that is really as hard as it gets with that is just actually taking the box from your porch and then putting it to the fridge. Uh, Splendid Spoon fits into any schedule and there's a meal plan for everyone. Also, every single meal is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free. Enjoy delicious dishes like creamy mushroom and spinach noodles, coconut curry, which is awesome, and the cauliflower tikka soup, which I talked about earlier. You have over 50 choices that are constantly rotating on your menu, on their menu, so there's always new dishes to try. So stay well-fueled this summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save an entire week on an entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. Just go to splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's 50 whole dollars off at splendidspoon.com slash so bad. And I have to tell you, because I always think about this in pricing, and you know me, I'm kind of a little bit of a cheapskate, and I have been, um, I, I paid for a fitness trainer, and 
you got to start like, and, and it's been really worth it, even though I hate paying money for anything, but things like this, things that you actually make your life easier and make you healthier, these are worth spending for. I truly, truly believe that. So really try Splendid Spoon and you, hey, if you do, you better, you better use my product code. Come on, you guys. Uh, our second sponsor is our friends over at Dame. Um, I love Dame. I've talked about them many times. Last time I told you about a, uh, a product called the e Eva, which was a couple's product. Today, I'm going to talk to you about uh, their other product, AIR, A-E-R. So here's the deal. Having a pleasure practice is good for you. It can improve the quality of your sleep. It can help you de-stress, relieve pain, even give you that lit from within glow as you go about your day. But most importantly, exploring your pleasure on your own helps you get in touch with yourself and learn more about what you like. That's right. It, it leads to better sex. So check out AIR, the suction vibrator from Dame Products. AIR is a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. Dame's AIR creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris so you can go all the way right away. Not only is it perfect for beginners, it's also waterproof and features five intensities and five vibration patterns so you can explore what works for you. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. I'm telling you guys, this is not, nothing to be ashamed of. This is something that we can talk about. We're all adults here, but I think learning to be able to please yourself is so integral. It's, it's really imperative. Anything that can actually uh, give you pleasure. The whole point is to have a better quality of life for yourself. And with a company like Dame, which is female run, uh, go check out their website. There are so many cool products on there. There is bound to be something that you will enjoy. Um, so try any of these products or any of the other toys from Dame Products by going to dameproducts.com and use code SOBAD today for 15% off site-wide. That's code SOBAD to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. Um, yeah, go try it out, you guys. Like I said, it is hassle-free. Check it out for yourself. Throughout the entire bed. <laughs> Imagine you check in after that family and you're go you had a long like, trip. You go to lay down, you're like, I have a strong smell of urine, and it yeah. smells like uh those pancake waffle staying candles at this, like, that gorgeous. You're staying at this gorgeous five-star hotel, like and they're just like, Why do I smell like baby urine? Hey, so you go to a lot of weddings, right? Yeah, a decent amount. Your sister got married last, you know, uh, yeah. weddings are all the rage. We were just talking about it last week. Now, more details came out about the J-Lo and ben, the Ben Affleck J-Lo wedding. Would you ever, if you do get married, when you do get married, whoever the lucky guy is, it could be the guy you're with now, would you write him a song and perform it at the wedding? Oh, that'd be so funny. I would like do it ironically, like as a joke. So you'd do like a weird Al Yankovic, I, like a parody? Yeah, I would do it as like a bit, but like not in earnest. You guys, Jennifer Lopez wrote a new song and she had background dancers and like, like background singers and Ben Affleck had to sit in a chair and then she performed the song in one of the wedding dresses with like a 
like a, a, a bedazzled mic and she had dance, she had choreography yeah. and I only got to hear a snippet of the song and JLo says, we should not have heard this. This was a private moment for her husband, Ben Affleck. And somehow this illegally got out, even though I'm seeing videos of it from like 10 different angles. So I think it was meant to get out, but like, also imagine like, like what if Ben Affleck hates Jennifer Lopez's music? Well, like, you know what I think of, I think of, do you remember Kayla Quinn? She was the girl that decapitated a snake on Instagram stories. She's from yeah. The you you wrote about it from The Bachelor. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So when she got married, she did a um, what's it called when you like surprise someone with like a uh when you break out into song? What's that called? Oh, the like the flash mobs. Yeah, it was kind of like a flash mob thing where like people started dancing and she was singing directly to him. I forget what song she was singing. And it was so, he like didn't know what to do. He wanted to die. It was literally at the ceremony. Like it wasn't the reception. It was at the ceremony. So it was like supposed to be this like very serious, like, you know, it's your wedding ceremony. And then you have fun at the reception. She broke out into song and he was standing there so awkwardly and like was beat red and clearly wanted to die. <laughs> and like, he had no idea this was happening. Like, I always think of how awkward, like everyone feels awkward when they're like saying happy birthday oh. to like, imagine like being in that situation. It'd just be so awkward. I mean, weddings are already awkward for multiple reasons. And sometimes they're really beautiful, but when you choose to perform for your loved one, like also like Ben F, like it's a new song. So he's like, what is this? And like, if I was Ben, I'd be like, are we going to hear like one of your older ones? Like one of the, like, let's get loud would have been cool to hear. If it's a song that they love. Okay. But it's a new song that she wrote for him. I'm trying to get the lyrics. If that's a new song. That like um, he has no uh, connection to, and he's just like, okay, like okay, I guess the this... connection is that she wrote it for him, but still, he probably wasn't enjoying it. You're just like, oh, no, there's no way, there's no way. They like, there's no way he was enjoying it in his head. I wonder if he's like, what did I get myself into? They've been honeymooning this whole week, you guys. They went to like, they stayed at George Clooney's Lake Como mansion. They've been all around Italy. We've seen um, uh, Ben feed Jennifer Lopez food. We saw them shopping and making out. Uh, but it does remind me this song. I wanted to remind you of this. This is before I met, I knew you, but this is one of the first episodes of So Bad It's Good. This was a So Bad It's Good moment when I used to do this segment. You know Dr. Paul Nassif, right? From Botched? Yeah. And used to be married to Adrian Malouf. Malouf. He got remarried in 2019 to this Brittany Patakos, and they had their wedding. And guess what he did at the wedding? What? He sang... Always Remember Us This Way by Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born to Oh my her. God, I love that song though. Have you heard Paul Nassif do it? I would probably love <laughs> I wonder if he did that part. If Paul Nassif was like, and the band won't play. Ryan, put in the audio of Paul Nassif. I have the audio. That Arizona sky. Burning in your eyes You look at me And babe, I want to catch on fire It's buried in my soul Like California gold You found the light in me That I couldn't find So when I'm all choked up and I can't find the words 
Every time we say goodbye, baby, it hurts. When the sun goes down and the band won't play, I'll always remember us this way. And like, <laughs> it is so, and like, I guess he like trained to like sing this song to her, but like, Matt, like I would have wanted to do like shallow because I like I like the the bass part of that. But like the, I mean, that's pretty. Like you got to be really, you got to be really in love with yourself or really in love with your partner to even attempt to do something like that. That is so funny. Or what if he did? He was like, what if he did like Born This Way? He's like, all my little monsters out there, let's do this. Let's get married. Um, okay, oh, some quick right. hits. Uh, this really makes me sad, actually, and I need to formulate my thoughts a little bit more about this because I, uh, the band Arcade Fire means so much to me. Uh, there's no joke there. Uh, when Butler, the lead singer of uh, Arcade Fire, has been accused of uh, some really bad things uh, yeah. over the weekend, Pitchfork did in, uh, I guess, I don't know if you call it an expose or, or what, but uh, a lot of women have come forward of uh, you know, like 18 to 23 year olds and says that there have been inappropriate relationships um, with Wynn and Wynn is married to one of the other lead singers of Arcade Fire. And she stands behind him in her statement and said, I've watched this man go through hell and alcohol abuse and stuff. And she was aware of these relationships, but these women and then one non-binary uh, person came forward to say that these were inappropriate relationships. Yeah. Um, I'm, and he says, listen, these were these were all relationships that I thought were consensual. I admit to those, um, but I in no way thought. I mean, but listen, he was a 37 year old man when these were going down dating. I mean, even these were fans like 18 to 23 year olds and I arcade fire just means the world to me. And I don't know all the details. So I'm, I it just, this is one of those ones that kind of just really bummed me out and I don't know all the details and listen, but even if it, even if all these girls did want to hook up with him and all that stuff and it was consensual, it still just bums me out. Cause it just means he was using his fame to like, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I've actually been reading and hearing about this stuff for like a while. Really? Like, it's kind of been like, I feel this like is the first time I had ever heard about it. Oh, no, I, I feel like it's kind of been like an open secret for uh, a while. And, you know, this is the first time it's kind of been publicized. And, you know, yeah, he sounds like a piece of shit taking advantage of young fans who looked up to him and that he had a power dynamic. It was, you know, just I hate, I mean, not okay. Power yeah, so is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And listen, like when you're somebody, I mean, that band is, I don't know. Anyways, uh, so I wanted to mention that and I'll try to formulate further thoughts this week. Uh, also, Scott Disick, uh, fresh off his uh, Lambo uh, rolling, his Lamborghini in a residential neighborhood. Um, there was a alleged rumor that he was being, uh, I guess, what the he, he was being excommunicated yeah. from the Kardashian family. Excommunicated is such a bizarre word to use because it's mainly used in the Catholic religion when you get excommunicated from. Uh, I know it's such a dramatic word. It's, uh, I'm like excommunicated, but um, Chris Jenner went on record. This is how much it must have hurt Scott's feelings. Went on record on a, a post today saying Scott will never be excommunicated from our family. 
Um, he's the father of my grandchildren and a special part of our family. The Kardashians matriarch added in her social media note, we love him and not true. And then emoji with the smile and the hearts and then a hard eye emoji. So Scott must have been like, am I getting excommunicated? What's going on? Chris, I don't have a Lambo. I'm not in the show. Like, I hear he's not that, like, not heavily featured in this season of the Kardashians either. First of all, I love the people that are like, what did True do to you, Chris? And she goes, (laughs) I love Scott. Not True. Uh, (laughs) I know, I know. But um, yeah, it must have hurt his feelings. And... What else was I going to say about that? Oh, I also heard he was dating Kimberly Stewart. Did you hear that? Yeah. I, well, yeah, they were holding hands at, uh, they went to some Los Angeles restaurant and have been hanging yeah. out together, which by the way, age appropriate. That's great. Age She's in her forties. I love that. I love him dating an age appropriate woman. I but think it, he maybe realized that he needed to. Now I'm like, here's the cynic and me being like, everyone was calling him like, you know, creepy. Cause you would always be dating the 19 year olds. And now he's like, but what if I do the Scott voice? I I I had my time with a nineteen year. I'm mature now. I need a woman that's been out there. Come on, Kendall, please invite me out. Yeah, that that basically. Um, but isn't it funny though when I saw that like the Kimberly Stewart thing? Like I almost got more worried for him because I was like, that's not the Scott I know. Scott dates young girls. Like I almost got worried. Like that was bad. Like he must be in a real bad place if he's dating somebody in their forties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like, good for, I love it. I love it. I love it too. But I'm saying, I also love that there are obvious, if Chris Jenner comments yeah. on something like this, it means Scott really is going through something. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, that Scott was, you know, upset by that. Two more stories. I want to talk to you about Britney Spears has officially made her comeback. Hold me closer in her, uh, immediately top the iTunes charts her duet with Elton John. I love uh, it. I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, it's so I'm so good. happy that it's, but I, you, you're probably not aware of this because you were at dinner, but Britney Spears released a YouTube video, a 22 minute YouTube video where she talked about the conservatorship in great detail. Now she says a lot of facts in this. And just so you guys know, there will be timestamps. I am playing the entire 22 minute YouTube thing that because it immediately got taken down, but I have the audio. I will be playing it at the very end of the show and you can make yeah, up I your own mind. It. It's yeah. really, I mean, like it's, I'm sure you can find a bunch of illegal things out on YouTube, but her actual one on her YouTube page, uh, got made private all of a sudden, but she talks about the night like that she was put into the conservatorship. She talks about, I mean, like really, and it's just so sad because on a weekend that should be a real big celebration weekend for her in terms of like, this is her first song back, you know, and it's with Elton John and that's so much joy to that. But, you know, we talked about this. It's, I mean, it just feels like it's going to take forever and a day for her to continue to be able to deal with this, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, She, uh, And then finally, I needed to get your thoughts on, okay, so there's this movie coming out called uh, Don't Worry Darling, directed by Olivia Wilde, and Harry Styles and Florence Pugh uh, are the two lead actors in this. Now, I didn't realize that Shia LaBeouf uh, initially was cast as the part that Harry Styles ended up taking, and Shia LaBeouf, um, according to this Variety article, said that, you know, 
they let Shia go like that, that he was fired. It was not working out. She preferred uh, She wants a positive set and he was not conducive to that. Now Shia has gone through tons of things in this last year and a half. And a lot of stuff is uh, very warranted. His accuser FKA twigs, the musician said horrifying, horrifying accounts about this man. Um, but Shia LaBeouf fired back on this one and actually posted video of Olivia Wilde sending him a message saying, I still think we can work this out, Shia. If you're with me, uh, I think Queen, like I think she I called her like Queen Flo, Florence. I think she has a reckoning coming and she needs like, it was a, a really weird message. A wake up, yeah, that was a wake up okay, call. Okay, but can I add So I know that everyone has probably seen this video. I just want to add some context that this video yeah. was taken before the FK Twigs allegations yeah. happened. And he had also kind of been accused of shady, like, I don't know exactly what else that was. He's a method actor. So he always was doing weird, weird things supposedly for roles. And also like maybe abusive stuff, but this was like the big story that everyone heard about. So I don't know, but this was recorded before that came out. So I feel like the context is lost and we don't know, like, did she actually end up firing him later on? Like, we don't, she could have fired him like the day after this video was taken. Like, we don't know. It's kind of out yeah. of context. So I hate that everyone's kind of like taking Shia LaBeouf at his word, honestly. Yeah, it's um, weird. But, but but see, that's what, what, what I wanted to ask. Sorry. What I wanted to ask you was that I didn't realize how much hate, hate is out there for Olivia Wilde until I, well, and I know Harry Styles it, has something to do with it, but. A lot of it is um, Harry Styles fans. And then a lot of it is actually Florence Pugh stands because everyone is hearing about how there's beef between Olivia and Florence and uh, you know that Olivia was not a great director. They didn't get along that now she's calling her miss flow and saying, it's going to be a wake up call for her that you don't want to work with her. Uh, But what I was hearing actually is that Shia, I guess Shia and Florence weren't, vibing this is this is what i heard i don't know it could be alleged they weren't vibing together he does have that method actor thing and it's kind of weird and weird to work with and florence didn't like it and i guess chai at one point was like me or florence and olivia chose florence so that is just what i heard i don't know i don't know it's all very messy though and i also have heard that jason sudeikis before everyone's like well jason sudeikis must be so happy I heard Jason Sudeikis is an awful person. What have you heard about I, him, Ryan? I, I think we've, I mean, I don't know. I've talked about this on the show before, but maybe not to you. I knew his first wife, Kay Cannon, who uh, yes, directed, who right. wrote the Pitch Perk mo- Perfect movies and yeah. uh, wrote on 30 Rock. Funny as hell. And yeah. alleged, I mean, I don't, I mean, I he cheated on Kay Cannon. They, yeah. you know, split. So, and I will tell you the one time I Jason Sudeikis was in this film with Allison Brie called it was actually really good. I don't know why it didn't do well, but it was like a romantic comedy, but it was really smart. He kind of played a really like, I don't know, he, he was really good. And I was at Sundance when I saw this movie and I went to the after party and he was by himself with like a camera, like one of those fancy cameras that like when you're rich, people are like, I'm going to get into photography, that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went up and I said. Hey, just wanted to say that you did excellent work in the movie. And I'm usually a person that does not go up to celebrities at all. Right. And he was just like, mm-hmm. and like, just 
I mean, it was an like not like, but but it was just uh, an ass, just an ass, just like and like not surprised, listen, not surprised. but like, but also you know, I know artists are artists and stuff, but it was just so weird because I never, I didn't say I want a picture. I want. I was just saying you did really excellent work because I did think he did excellent work. But yeah, I hear he's. I mean, just because somebody plays Ted Lasso doesn't mean they are Ted Lasso. But also, I don't know, the Olivia Wilde stuff is what, because she even talked about in this variety interview too, she even did more shots fired against Sudeikis because when those papers were delivered at CinemaCon, you know, she said, listen, he did this intentionally to hurt me. And there is a reason why I'm not in this relationship with him anymore. She definitely made like a little dig at him, which is like compared to a lot of celebrity divorces where they try to act like everything is amicable. Like that was pretty crazy. And so, yeah, what I've heard is that he's not a good guy. I feel almost bad for Olivia right now because she's taking a lot of hits from every angle. She really feels like she is. Yeah. And a lot of it has just happened because of like her relationship with Harry, which isn't fair. And I also heard that she was not very happy with um how the variety cover did make it all about harry it was like she's so golden yeah the the, the, the headline you guys is she's so golden olivia wilde and olivia wilde is one of the only female directors that's like directing yeah. a big budget movie release and you're then talking about harry styles which i know he is like insanely famous right now but it's got to be a little embarrassing when you are one of the only female directors entrusted with a you know multi-million dollar movie it's like a really big deal for a woman to be able to direct at that level so it's got to be frustrating but i guess that comes along with dating harry styles um uh also uh you watch euphoria right yeah oh my god that barbie that barbie ferrera girl um she who plays cat uh reveals she's not going to be around for the next season and she says after four years of getting to embody the most special and enigmatic yeah. character cat i'm having to say a very teary-eyed goodbye i hope many of you could see yourself in her like i did and that she brought you joy to see her journey into the character she is today i put all my care and love into her and i hope you guys could feel it love you Catherine hernandez um but i heard she did not get along with the uh show's creator sam levinson at all yeah that's what i heard too and yeah that cast is just kind of falling apart right now um hunter schaefer got some backlash this past week slash week and a half um because she commented on a post that people were saying was okay there's a lot of terminology trans medicalist which means that you only think trans people who get sexual reassignment surgery are like valid trans people and she commented like exclamation marks. It was something you look it up. I'm not explaining this well because there was a lot of terminology yeah. I'm familiar with. And I was like educating myself about it all. But there's that. And then Sydney Sweeney. Po- oh my God. Wait, I just felt sand. Oh my God. The Sydney Sweeney thing. I forgot about that. Uh, Sydney. Sorry. I have sand in my ear that I'm just discovering. And I like showered today and everything. Um, yeah. So the Sydney Sweeney stuff, how she posted like a roundup, a slideshow photos from her mom's 60th hoedown birthday. And um, her dad is wearing a Blue Lives Matter shirt. And then in pictures that her brother posted, they're wearing shirts the same, or hats. Or hats, the red hat. 60 great again. So it wasn't Make America Great Again, but they were clearly a spoof off of that. They were like red hats. Um, So yeah, take that. But Sydney, well, it's interesting though uh, about that is that if you look at Sydney's Instagram, you didn't see any of those things. But then if you went to her yeah. brother's Instagram, that's no, the where the Lives Matter shirt was on. Oh, is it really? See, I thought because yes. I was like, oh, she she curated not the. So I mean, listen, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, she, her family's probably all pro-Trump. Who knows? But it was wild because then you then hear the backlash about that. And she even came out, Sydney Sweeney goes, come on, guys. It's my mom celebrating my mom's birthday. Chill out. Her responding to it, like, made it way worse. She should have, like, had a really good response. Like, you know, I have family members that have political views that I don't agree with. A lot of people can like relate to that and understand that, but it was the fact that she was like, guys, this is not political when like they're inherently wearing political things, like literally a blue lives matter shirt. Like, of course people are going to interpret it as political as it is. So yeah, not a good response. So like, I don't know. She said recently that she pays her PR team more a month than her mortgage. So it's like, are they like ripping her (laughs) off? Well, yeah, by the way, you're going to have to pay a little more now after this weekend. But yeah, um, seriously. Uh, finally, also, I think I get and I'll give it to you tomorrow when I get it. Uh, House of Hammer, the Army Hammer docuseries. Oh, I'm uh, so excited. I'm a little nervous about this. And I already started getting weird tweets of people, you know, saying negative things oh, about the Army me. Hammer fans. Yeah. They Somebody actually, said like, yeah, when I did the Caroline Calloway one, they warned me. They were like, you might have people coming after you on social media. So just to prepare you. But it turns out that Caroline Calloway like has no fans. So, like, <laughs> it's fine. But like Army Hammer definitely has some weird, crazy stands on the internet. Well, yeah, somebody so. found a picture from my personal Instagram account and said I got filler. And I've never had filler in my life. What? Like I was like, I was like, I, I was so upset because I was like, wait a sec, that's not fair. Like I don't have oh, filler. God, and then I was like, but but also thank you. But also they picked a weird picture of like me and my dad. And I was like, dude, I could have given you a better picture, but I can also then I was like, why, 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 why do I even care? Hair, That's but such then I was a like, random accusation, like of all things. Oh, I know. Well, because she said uh, they posted like the other people in the documentary and they said more like House of Horrors. Look at all these people. And then said they did it for I'm like, I, they did it for money. I was like, I didn't get wait. I was like, did the other people get paid? I didn't get that paid. actually is an ethical thing that when you appear in a documentary, like they you're don't not supposed to get paid. Yeah. yeah, because it's like an ethics thing. But now it's like, I'm really nervous about like this coming out because I just, I'm sensitive like you where I just don't want a lot of people ripping on me and hating on, but I mean, it it is what it is, you know? And also it's just funny, like go learn about Army and his family. I think I'm going to be talking to Casey Hammer this week too. Uh, So that'll be interesting. Sophie, what's coming up for you this week? What, what's, what, what, what's the haps? I am on trying to be offline this week and on vacay. I have like a few things I need to do. Um, so yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's offline, that's basically what I'm doing is trying to relax a little bit. I do have a bunch of stuff I still need to do, but like, I'm going to like try to relax a little bit. So that's me. And it, it's what true. The same. I'm going to not relax this week. It, it just keeps, everything just keeps going and go. Oh, um, I, I uh, know I can't say that. Well, no, I think I'm going to be on. No, I, I think I'm going to be doing a video, one of the video questions on Watch What Happens Live. Not this yes. week, but next week, but you're going to freak out. Well, I can't I can't say it here, but I'll say it when I get it. You'll freak out. Like, or I I'm was like, holy so shit. So um, okay, but guys, go subscribe to her Substack and also her podcast, So True. It, it is coming back in September. So make sure you subscribe now. So it'll cu- get right there into your feed when the first episode drops. We'll, of course, talk about it on this show. And you guys have a great week out there. There is so much happening that we'll be talking to you guys all. I'll be talking to you all week. But uh, thanks so for joining. And please tell your parents I said hi and, and good luck with oh, the sugary drinks. Hi okay. Hi. Hi. Bye. Thanks, guys. And now is going to be the 22-minute Britney Spears 
um, uh, voice recording that she released on YouTube and then took down. Here is that audio right now. And I'll talk to you guys again on Tuesday. Okay, so I woke up this morning and I realized that there's a lot going on in my head that I haven't really shared with anyone really. Um, And I've had tons of opportunities, Oprah, interviews, um, to go on a platform and and, and share um, hardships and or, or just really anything that's going on in my mind. And I really don't think any of that is relevant to um, getting paid to tell your story. I feel like it's kind of silly. So um, um, I'm here, <clears throat> honestly, just to open myself to others and try to shed a light on if anyone out there has ever gone through hardships or whatever it is, just to put a light on it. And so that person doesn't feel alone because I really know what that feels like. I haven't honestly um, shared this openly too as well because I've always been scared of the judgment and definitely the embarrassment of just of the whole thing period and the skepticism and the cynical people of what um, and their opinions of what people would actually think. I do think I'm in a place now where I'm a little bit more confident that I can be willing to share openly um, my thoughts and, and what I've been through because I haven't really had that outlet to share completely openly for so long, just of scared of judgments, thoughts of other people and what they think or what they may say. And I think it's crucial for my heart and my head to be able to speak openly about it as if anyone else would. Well, the actual conservatorship actually started, I think, 15 to 16 years ago. I was 25 when it started. I was extremely young. Um, I remember a lot of my friends texting me and calling me, and we were extremely close, and they wanted to see me. But by what had happened, um, I honestly still to this day don't know what really I did. But the punishment of uh, my father, I wasn't able to, you know see anyone or like anything um so and you have to imagine none of it made sense to me i literally spoke in a british accent to a doctor to prescribe my medication and three days later there was a swap team in my home three helicopters and i remember my mom's best friend and my two girlfriends we had a sleepover the night before they held me down on a gurner and again none of it made sense um Literally, the extent of my madness was playing chess with um, when it was playing chase with paparazzi, um, which is still to this day one of the most fun things I ever did about being famous. So I don't know what was so harmful about that. Um, but I remember my mom was sitting on the couch and she said, "We've heard people are coming here today to talk to you. We should probably go, you know, to a hotel or something." And I never really understood what she meant. I didn't believe her. Like, is a lawyer coming here? Who is coming here? Then four hours later, there were over 200 paparazzi outside my house videotaping me through a window of an ambulance holding me down on a germer. I know now it was all premeditated. And a woman introduced the idea to my dad and my mom actually helped him follow through and made it all happen. It was all basically set up. There was no drugs in my system, no alcohol, nothing. It was pure abuse. Um, 
And I haven't, haven't even really shared even half of it. I think the main thing I do remember when I was started was my dad's control. He loved to control everything I did. I remember the first day he said, I'm Britney Spears and I'm calling the shots. And I'm like, alrighty then. Um, my brother was a football player. My dad was really, really hard on him when he was younger. Um, really abusive. And I think when my mom gave him the idea for the conservatorship and his friend, I think he just really like regrouped it and made such a really, really overhauling big deal out of it. And it was just really too much. I remember him always being in the office and um, my girlfriend was his assistant and they would just stay in there all day with the door shut and I was never if ever able to leave or go anywhere. My first job after the two weeks of being hospitalized and completely traumatized out of my mind. Um, I did a TV show called How I Met Your Mother. And then I started working on an album um, called Circus um, and started working away right away. All I do remember is I had to do what I was told. Um, I was told I was fat every day. I had to go to the gym. I had to just, and um, I'd never remember feeling so demoralized and just they made me feel like nothing. And I went along with it because I was scared. I was scared and fearful. I didn't even really do anything. And I had like a swap team and how, like none of it made sense to me. So since that day, I did f probably four and a half tours. I did an album circus, f um, Femme Fatale, Britney Jean and Glory. And then I started doing a um, Vegas show in uh, Las Vegas and I did that for four and a half years. I do remember working and I got to a point where you know because my pride in my 30s I have to live under my father's rules and you know the dancers are playing and drinking and having fun at nights in Vegas and I couldn't do anything and I remember just being like my performances I know were horrible like I even wore wigs and all the dancers were doing all these nice, sexy head flip turns, and I had conditioner treatment in my hair and, like, these little um, caps over my head and just during a whole show getting conditioner treatments just with wigs on because I was just, like, a robot. Honestly, I just I didn't give a fuck anymore because I couldn't go where I wanted to go. I couldn't have the nannies that I wanted to have. I couldn't have cash. Um, and it was just demoralizing. So... I was kind of like in this conspiracy thing of people claiming and like treating me like a superstar, but yet they treated me like nothing. Well, for some reason, um, I started to get a spark back. I remember recording Glory and for some reason, I think producing and making music. And I went to this little Spanish house and I got the fire back in my eyes for some reason. And, um, it was at the end of Recording Glory, and um, my son named it. And uh, things started kind of taking a turn because I started getting more confidence just for myself. And I think with confidence, um, people kind of like, oh, wait, 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 what's going on now? Like, she's speaking up a little bit more, but it might not be particularly a good thing if I'd been quiet for 15 years. I think with confidence comes enlightenment, which makes you think better 
And that's the last thing they wanted me to do was to actually be better because then who would be in control then? But it was really tricky because I had to just play this role that everything was okay all the time. And I had to go along with it because I knew they could hurt me. So I'm sitting here like my friends all drinking alcohol and having fun in these parties and had no cash. I literally felt like a nun. Um, my girlfriends from home came to visit me in a spa and I couldn't even walk into the spa and they had their feet doing pedicures in the water and the three ices of sham bottles of champagnes before my show just sitting there and I wasn't even acknowledged by them my own hometown friends when they would come to Vegas and it was just um it was demoralizing I will say you also have to understand it's like you know 15 years of touring and doing shows and I'm 30 years old under my dad's rules and all of this is going on and my mom's witnessing this and my 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 brother is witnessing and my friends are witnessing it and they all go along with it and I'm like how am I the one working here and doing all this but I don't get the side things that um the good stuff you know I I want to be able to play I want to be able to have fun like none of it made sense to me well, the last show in Vegas ended 2000, I think, 17. I went on tour, which of tour I was forced to do, but I was supposed to do a new show. So the new show came along. Um, I rehearsed, I think, maybe four days ago. I don't really remember, but I went to one of the rehearsals, and I said no to a dance move. I was like, no, can we do that? I don't want to do this. And then I just remember everything got really weird and quiet, and all the directors and producers went in the back room and just spoke. And that was it. And I was like, well, I don't know what's going on. So we all just kind of like, you know, what happened? And then the next day, I was told that I was had to be sent away to a facility and um, that I was supposed to say on my Instagram the reason why is because my dad is sick and I need treatment, which was, I I didn't want to go ever go there. I, I, I remember my dad calling me on the phone and I was crying. And I was like, why are you guys doing this? Like, what... And I just remember him saying, it's you have to listen to the doctors. The doctors are going to tell you what to do. I can't help you now. And I remember his last words were, now, you don't have to go. But if you don't go, we're going to go to court and there will be a big trial. And you're going to lose. I have way more people on my side than you. You don't even have a lawyer. So they don't even think about it. So I did it, I went to the place, I was scared out of my mind, and none of it, again, made any sense of what they were doing to me. And again, I, I haven't wanted to share this because it's unbelievably offensive, sad, abusive, and honestly, would anybody believe me? I remember the main thing of when I was in that place that my heart felt like it was frozen, like it was stuck inside, and I wanted to scream, and I wanted to get out, and I think by a needle and thread, it was the breathing peacefully inward that I missed the most. I felt like I was in a state of shock, almost like when an old person feels helpless and they're literally going through some sort of shock treatment and they can't relax their body because they don't have the answers of why they can't have their own keys to their car and put it in the nation and walk outside and their own security guards at every door saying they can't go, sitting down drawing six galls of blood every week, um, weak as hell, and then calling, and my family is in Destin, 
at my beach house. It didn't make sense. The main thing I, I, to this day, I kind of stopped believing in God at that time because I didn't know how they could have 40 people leave my house a day and me work from eight to six at night. Be seen changed every time I changed in the shower. No privacy, no door, nothing. How did they get away with it? And what the fuck did I do to deserve that? I couldn't even smoke cigarettes. People on death row can smoke cigarettes. I missed my AA meetings, although I was kind of forced to go to AA and I'm not even an alcoholic. I actually enjoyed it because I thought the people were brilliant. They shared their stories just to share their story um, and in a circle of women and men who just are trying to be better people and trying to touch other people. Um, I missed my AA meetings. I couldn't go in. I couldn't have the keys to my car, no cash, no cigarettes, no door for privacy. It changed me, day, watched me change naked every day. I, I did work seven days a week. No weekends were off. They monitored what I ate. Um, from eight to six, I work. Sometimes at nine o'clock, I'd be able to watch a movie. But finally, the owner of the whole facility that I, I was always texting to try to be able to go somewhere, just get out of the house, that, 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 that place somehow, um, he had to let me go um, because the Free Britney campaign came out. Um, with all the pink t-shirts, I saw it on a lot of the morning shows and people by word of mouth and I think just by my fans knowing by heart that something was up. I remember one of the guys were on an interview on the street and he said, you know what, I could be totally wrong and if I'm wrong, I'll be really, really embarrassed and I'll just go have a drink somewhere. He said, but I do feel like something, they're doing something to her right now and I'm not surely what it is, but that's what my heart says. But the whole thing that made it really confusing for me is these people are on the street fighting for me, but my sister and my mother aren't doing anything. Um, to me, it was like they secretly, honestly liked me being the bad one, like I was messed up, and they kind of just liked it that way. Otherwise, why weren't they outside my doorstep saying, baby girl, get in the car, let's go? I think that's the main thing that hurt me. Um... I couldn't process how my family went along with it for so long. And I mean, almost five, my, almost half a year, you know? Um, and their only was, response was, we didn't know. I'm like, I'm on the phone telling you right now. I'm here, please. Eventually, by the grace of God and praying on my knees, I left the place. Um, but I was still scared. I was really, really scared. And um, from then on, I had support. I needed a lot of support. Um, and I found two really, really great people that would come to my house week weekly and just help me with my mind because I didn't understand all the therapy that I had to do there. But why have therapy when it's forced and in like a militant, almost prison-like way that like is where you don't, you're not even all there? And none of it made sense. Well, I think my strength grew because I didn't reach out to my dad anymore. Um, and he, they were playing the game of ball and twist of, you know, she's going to come running back to us because, you know, we've scared her. And 
we're the bosses here, but I didn't. I just stalled and I stalled and I stalled and I stalled. And finally, I think they just knew I wasn't going back. And I finally got a lawyer. A a wonderful friend finally got me a lawyer. And he really helped me through it. To me, the thing was, I think the trauma of all of it and, and, and just the whole thing together and going down to how much effort and work and heart I put in to what I did when I did work, even down to the details of how many rhinestones are going to be in my costume. And I cared so much. And they literally killed me. They threw me away. That's what I I felt like my family threw me away. I was performing for like thousands of people at night in Vegas. The rush of being a performer, the laughter, the joy, the respect. I was shaking over 40 people's hands every night before a show, training weekly, three training sessions a week, AA meetings, therapy sessions. I, my dad literally, I was a machine. I was a fucking machine, not even human almost. It it was insane how hard I worked. And the one time I speak up and say no in a rehearsals to a fucking dance move, they got pissed. I feel like the scare tactic and how badly they treated me in the end, I think they thought I was going to come begging back to work again because I was, they thought, you know, I needed them. Um, Because they they did, they put me in an ignorant, scared state of mind to make me feel like I needed them. And if you don't um, do what we say, we're going to show you who's boss. I didn't play their game anymore. I got on my knees every day and I prayed. I held on like a needle and thread to some sort of existence because they had made me feel like nothing for so long. I knew in the deepest, deepest part of my core, I knew I'd done nothing wrong and I didn't deserve the way I'd been treated. I do think the hardest thing for me was I wanted to use my feet and leave and run or go somewhere. I had to be placed in a chair from like eight to six every day. I couldn't take it. I I talked to rabbis. I've talked to grown men about it. And they're like, we don't see how you did it. Honestly, I don't either. And through that, I, I remember saying, I don't believe in God anymore. I honestly deserve an award for acting like I was okay every day. I thought they were trying to fucking kill me. I remember one time I was backstage and I needed my inhaler. Um, and I opened up to my assistant Um, Because I had my phone with me, which I'm not supposed to have my phone underneath the stage. But I said to her, you know what I'm doing. I was talking to a guy and he wanted to just leave the country with me. We had it all set up to just leave. And it was a secret relationship. And I said, my biggest fear was what would my dad do if I did do something wrong? What if I left the country? And what if they found me? And what would they do? And I said, I feel like they would lock me up or something or really hurt me. And she looked at me and she said, are you kidding me, Brittany? Your dad would never do that to you. And I didn't even do anything wrong. And he still did it. I'm honestly more angry at my mom because I heard when reporters would call her at the time and ask questions of what was going on. 
she would go innocently, innocently hide in the house and she wouldn't speak up. It was always like, I don't know what to say. I just don't want to say the wrong thing. We're praying for her. I feel like she could have gotten me a lawyer in literally two seconds. My friend helped me get one in the end, but I truly, I, every time I made contact with a firm, my phone was tapped and they would take my phone away, away from me. And again, I get nothing out of sharing all of this. I have off offers to do interviews with Oprah and so many people, lots and lots of money, but it's insane. I don't want any of it. For me, it's beyond a sit-down proper interview. I had no contact in that place for so long, and my heart would just want to stand up in my family's faces and scream and cry and throw a tantrum and go back in time and do exactly what I wanted to do at those times. Yeah, and might even spit in their fucking faces. Why? Because the pain my family gave me, sitting me there all day and not being able to use my feet, as they watch their grandchildren run basis to base in a family, family neighborhood, as if I'm dead or I don't exist, honestly makes me look up and say, how the fuck did they get away with it? How is there a God? Is there a God giving eight galls of blood weekly, not being able to stand up. I was so, so, so weak. And my family's at my beach house. I was scared, broken. I'm sharing this because I want people to know I'm only human. I do feel victimized after these experiences. And how can I mend this if I don't talk about it? I have an amazing song right now with one of the most brilliant men of our time. And I'm so grateful But if you're a weird, if you're a weird introvert oddball like me, who feels alone a lot of the time and you needed to hear a story like this today so you don't feel alone, know this, my life has been far from easy and you're not alone. Betches.